You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today once again is Jay Anglin, the Ducks.org Great Lakes Migration Editor. Jay, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's always good to be here. So, Jay, I wanted to get you on here, and uh, things are starting to change a little bit, especially in the Great Lakes. You know, some of those early fall mild temperatures are starting to give way to a little bit cold, especially there are several decent cold fronts have pushed through. Um, but I want to get you started in Minnesota, um, big waterfowling state. What is going on up there right now? I think Minnesota is about ready to blow wide open as far as birds go. I mean, they're right on that, you know, sort of the leading edge of the Great Lakes in terms of all the birds coming out of the prairie pothole region. Things have been sort of slowly picking up. Uh, a bunch of divers have moved into Minnesota and kind of the usual suspects. You know, there's a lot of lakes that have wild rice and, and sago pondweed and, and wild celery, places where redheads and cans and, and ringnecks and bluebills really stage up. So those are those are really starting to stack up. A lot of geese have moved into Minnesota. Not seen a lot of, of, of uh, reports or hearing reports of mallards, you know, big ducks, quote unquote. But uh, certainly all your early season birds have started to sort of push down into the southern tier of the state and then of course over into Wisconsin as well. Yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate. No, I guess it's fortunate to hear that for the hunters up there now, but you and I went on a hunt together up there the first week of October and it was pretty much a bust um, due to those, I wouldn't can't even say mild. I think uh, you and I went walleye fishing one afternoon in shorts and flip-flops. So it, was, it wasn't even mild, it was fishing weather. Um, you know, how do you think that, that little lull right there as Minnesota hunters got going, how do you think that 
that impacted those guys as far as mentality getting out there and getting after it? That's a really that's a really compelling question, actually, because I'm hearing a lot of guys that are just, you know, like ready to give it up and all this. And, you know, really, this is not unprecedented. You have a warm, uh, uh, you know, a dry summer and you have warm weather that extends into, you know, the early part of the season. This isn't unprecedented. It's not unusual. The birds stall a little bit. They don't push as hard. They might push a little bit and then stop because, frankly, they have plenty of food. Uh, there's not enough cold weather to really kind of, you know, make them use more calories. So they're in great condition and they just kind of mill around. Of course, the calendar ducks just start pushing anyway. And that's kind of where we are right now. But as you mentioned before, these little cold fronts, you know, you get a little push of birds and now we're coming into some legitimate cold weather here in the next 10 days. And I think that's really going to kickstart everything throughout the upper Midwest and into the Great Lakes. Yeah, and that's and that's exciting news for everybody. And but going kind of west to east here, let's move into Wisconsin. Um, I know you mentioned there's some grumblings up there in Wisconsin right there right now. Some of the guys that you talk to just aren't having the strongest season, and, and it's probably a lot to do with those mild temperatures. But what are those hunters facing right now? So I just within the last hour or so, I've actually spoken with several guys that I'm you know feed me info, um, and it sounds like the Green Bay area is just very slow right now. Uh, the birds that are there are fairly stale because of, you know, hunting pressure. Um, but the, the real, you know, big hot zones for the redhead migration through that area has been just basically dead. Um, as of this morning, um, I know some guys that made some big moves. You know, they moved, you know, 50, 50 to 100 miles to kind of check out other areas. And it's a bus. So um, a lot of the birds that you would expect coming through there about the first to second week of October just haven't materialized. Um, on the other hand, they are starting to see some mallards uh, push down the Mississippi. Uh, certainly some diver, a lot of divers, as I mentioned before, are starting to filter down through the Mississippi uh, you know, river into the pools there near La Crosse. And, um, you know, on the east, on the eastern, uh, you know, along Lake Michigan there, it just seems like there's a, there's a real lack of birds other than Canada geese. There's a lot of Canadas right now, and uh, that's, that's fairly normal. Um, so, yeah, Wisconsin's kind of iffy right now, it sounds like, but I think it's probably on the verge of blowing up, as I said, within the next you know day or two with this this next front coming through. Yeah, that's good news. And we always talk about, you know, it's really that, you know, for especially those pools along the Mississippi River and the National Wildlife Refuge along there, um, the, that's almost a calendar. You know, you can look at the calendar and be like, all right, Halloween is that day, you know, and, and, and even some of the biologists up there kind of reiterated that last season when we were doing these reports at this time. Um, is that is that really kind of coming to fruition again, or, or is it going to be a little bit late? No, I, th- I think they'll probably, you know, I think, honestly, the calendar has been fairly accurate. I would suspect some of the birds that stage in Minnesota on some of those big lakes in Minnesota, uh, including Lake of the Woods, where you and I were up north, you know, uh, I I think what you're going to find is some of those birds might just dilly dally for a few days. But honestly, in the big scheme of things, it's probably going to be right on time. That first week in November is going to be lights out all through that whole stretch. You know, it always is. And that's what every biologist has told me. And I've never seen or heard it being different. So, yeah, that's cool. Also, good news for uh, Wisconsin uh, that should pick up. And and hopefully, some guys are kind of getting away from that. I'm going to throw in the towel mentality. You know, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of hunting, a lot of really good hunting still to be had up there. Um, Michigan, you mentioned Michigan. You and I have talked off air several times that Michigan is really kind of the spotlight of this whole region right now. And and what's going on up there? So Michigan, I I believe one thing I I will say, and this is just utter, you know, conjecture on my part, but the fact is, is that my normal contacts in Northern Wisconsin 
have said, as I mentioned, you know, things are dead. Whereas guys to the east and southeast, actually quite a ways, are talking about the number of birds they've picked up in the last, say, week to 10 days. Uh, Last weekend, a fairly substantial diver migration occurred over the weekend, in particular on Saturday. Uh, A lot of birds pushing high overhead. I heard a lot of guys say they did really well and they watched waves of birds going overhead. So, you know, those birds are going more than likely Lake St. Clair, Lake Erie, uh, could be Lake Ontario even. A lot of those birds end up in the Atlantic Flyway. But um, I've heard great reports out of Saginaw Bay, fairly good reports out of Lake St. Clair in particular for diver hunters, including uh, guys are getting in a few old, or uh, excuse me, long-tailed duck and uh, some scoter. Uh, you know, and I know, you know, up in the UP, it's been kind of hit or miss. I- I've heard bearing reports, a lot of ringnecks in, but uh, a report I just got a little bit ago said birds are fairly stale up there, so they're waiting for the next big push. But I did hear that a, that a pretty substantial long-tail migration did occur, uh, you know, three or four days ago through that region. So th- again, those are calendar birds just pushing through as usual. Uh, as far as mallards and geese go, it's just been a kind of a slow grind, but there's plenty of geese have moved into Michigan and certainly, you know, plenty of, of wood duck and teal are still kind of lingering. So guys are finding some action in Michigan for sure. Yeah. And that should change, like you mentioned, over the course of the next 10 days. Um, it looks like that weather is really going to change and it's going to going to get even some of those local or some of those resident candidates that are kind of bumming around right there. It's going to start mixing it up for them. And that should, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the real highlight for Michigan hunters anyway, um, is that the consistency of the Canada geese. Are, are, are you hearing that right now? Yeah, it's, you know, and their season doesn't ever close. There's no split. So through September into October. So there's, there's a lot of pressured birds. And naturally, they fall into, you know, the patterns that are almost untouchable where they find fields that cannot, you know, they've been picked by now. They cannot be hunted for whatever reason. And so I know a few guys are kind of frustrated because they're banging on doors. No, no, no. And so, you know, that's when you start to want to pick up some more migrants because they'll come in and kind of shake things up. Uh, and that's definitely starting to occur in particular, you know, well, really throughout the state. I'm hearing good reports in the UP too. But Certainly the southern part of the state, which is right up the road for me 10 minutes, you know, I'm seeing some big wads of birds cruising around for sure. So it's definitely, I, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some, some pretty good, pretty big water up there. And then also um, a lot of agriculture, agricultural fields to hold those birds there for, I mean, I would imagine a significant amount of time. Um, once they get in there, is that kind of what you're <laughs> kind of looking at right now is watching these birds cross the border and you're like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to wait a little bit, but we're going to get on them. Is that, is that kind of what your, what your mentality is? Yeah. The biggest thing I could just, I will say this, cause I've been on the birds. I've been scouting religiously, uh, while I'm either scouting or deer hunting or what have you. And like today, for example, I hunted a spot where the field had birds in it the last two days, substantial number of geese. Okay. Today, they haven't really done anything. That's because the temp jumped another 15 degrees back up. So really that cool weather was the trigger. You know, I woke up the other morning, it was 37 degrees. um, And and that was enough to make those birds go in and eat corn. Whereas on days when it's over 50, 55, and we're hovering at about 55 here in northern Indiana right now today, you know, the birds just don't really want to eat corn. They'll go and pick grass. And so they kind of do the water to water, water to golf course, water to, you know, wheat, uh, you know, whatever. And, uh, that's all it is. And next week we have cooler temps. And then I think we're really going to be in business. Really, uh, most of Michigan, certainly well, all of Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northern Indiana, Ohio. I mean, I think we're really looking at a big, big change coming through, uh, you know, at the end of the weekend in the next week. You and your dog are a team. 
Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. And as far as just like your local area there, I'm because I don't want to have you give a perspective on precipitation in Minnesota because you're not there. But, you know, you're in right there in northern Indiana. What's the water been like? Have you guys gotten a pretty decent amount? I'm just thinking about some of those natural wetlands that you have in that area. Um, are they going to be looking pretty healthy? Right. So a week ago, a week and a half ago, they were bone dry. The majority of them were. And then we received really substantial amount of rain varying from anywhere from two and a half to, say, four and a half inches in less than 20, well, about 24 hours. So a lot of my spots that were bone dry a week ago now have enough water on moist soil to draw birds. And I think um, that can be said for a huge area, you know, Southern Michigan, Southern Wisconsin, Northern Illinois, the same, same thing can be said. So, you, you know, birds are going to be spread out a little bit, but on the, on, on the other hand, um, there's tons of food. So, um, you know, I think even if we start to get cold enough to freeze some of those spots, birds will linger because they know that there's a food source uh, and they'll kind of wait it out maybe on some bigger water. And then they're going to go right back in those little areas when they open back up, which is fairly inevitable in a fall like this where it's just been warm and it probably will continue to be a little above average, you know? Yeah. So what about Illinois? What are you hearing up from, uh, from over there? Well, as usual, you know, the Illinois River Valley, you know, is, you know, we're down 10% this, you know, for this week, yada, yada. And then we're holding, you know, 350,000 birds. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, if you want to see the the all-star, you know, the goat of the Great Lakes, uh, it's definitely uh, the Illinois River Valley and the adjacent Mississippi. So, they, yeah, they're drawing in big numbers of birds. They're starting to see a few, um, you know, the, the birds that you would expect in the middle part of the season. A lot of the earlier you know, migrants such as teal, certainly blue wings have pushed through by now. Uh, but their water conditions, you know, they've, they've had an interesting year because, you know, it was super wet and then it was bone dry and now it's, it's, it's wet again in some areas. So, you know, as usual, they've, they don't have anything to, to, to worry about really over there. Plenty of birds, the conditions are 
definitely pretty good right now for sure. Yeah. And most of that area over there is not even open yet. And it probably, I don't know the days and I don't want to speak to that, but I, I think they still have a, at least a week or two um, before they can, they can get after the ducks over there. So they can, they can continue to pile up. Um, Ohio, we will finish up with Ohio. Um, what are you hearing from Ohio? Well, you know, Ohio really Western basin, Lake Erie is essentially, you know, the same as Michigan, you know, they're picking up a lot of divers, you know, there's plenty of bluebells in some, some, some sea ducks are in. Um, I'm sure they're starting to see a few redheads and cans and stuff as well, because it's just such a huge magnet all along, you know, from Lake St. Clair down through Detroit into Toledo and then around the Sandusky Bay, that whole area is another huge magnet. Um, you know, as far as, uh, mallards go. I know they've picked up some. I saw some great reports along that their opener along the coast there, the Lake Erie zone. You know, inland, it's the same thing in Ohio. You know, it's it's sort of like central, you know, most of Indiana, a lot of central Indiana. You know, there's wood ducks and teal and a few local mallards, and then you wait for the big pushes when everything gets cold. So that's kind of where we are right now with most of uh, most of Indiana certainly coming into the opener this weekend for the middle part of the state. And then uh, Ohio as well. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of where we were up here about two weeks ago. So um, I'm sure that they'll pick up more birds, though, once this cool weather settles in next week. Yeah, you know, and one thing I just wanted to point out, you know, I mentioned that you and I were on that hunt um, and it it was not not very, let's just say it was not very ducky. Um, But in reality, we sat there on the shoreline of Lake of the Woods and pretty much waiting on Canada geese watching clouds of divers out off the, you know, way offshore. Um, do you think a lot of those birds are still holding up there? And do you think some hunters are having those same issues across the whole region? Um, these birds are holding out on bigger water and they're not forced to do anything. Um, are you kind of, is that kind of the, the vibe that you're hearing all across the region? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Great Lakes, I mean, let's just figure where we were, that's big, huge open water, you know, kind of reminiscent of Lake St. Clair, honestly, and I've got tons of experience on St. Clair. And, you know, offshore, you could be along the shoreline scouting and see a raft of bluebills here and a few mallards there and this and that. But if you go offshore a couple miles, um, it's a whole different deal. I mean, there's just thousands of birds. So Lake Michigan's pulling some birds, Lake Erie, Lake St. Clair, Lake Huron for sure now uh, along that uh, west coast of Huron, you know, in Michigan coastline. So I'm sure there's a lot of bluebills in particular offshore in some of these areas. And frankly, there's just not that many guys that target them because it's such a specialized, you know, uh, adventure really that you have to do with, with uh, layout boats or a big boat blind. And of course, there's always the risk with weather and waves. We've had a lot of wind lately, so that comes into play as well. But they're there. I, I'm confident of it. I've heard enough reports. And like you said, we've saw some up there and I've seen a few down here out on Lake Michigan. So. Yeah, that's funny with those divers. You know, I've talked to biologists uh, doing an article last year for the magazine that, you know, those birds, the divers do not handle pressure very well. Uh, They get bumped around a little bit and they will leave. But the reality is, like you said, there's not a whole lot of people out there doing it. So they're not really being pressured on these big bodies of water. That's probably something that, you know, our listeners should keep in mind when they're trying to put in perspective, um, you know, why these divers are not heading south immediately. You know, there's just no, there's nothing bothering them out there. They're, they're just enjoying their day floating around. Yeah. And they have an ample food source as well. I mean, we're talking about just hundreds and hundreds of square miles of, of just nothing but food, as long as they can dive down to the bottom and get it, you know? Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable actually how many of them come through. Most people have no idea they ever come through. And your, your, uh, local season there, you guys open up for ducks this weekend, correct? 
We opened last weekend. You opened yeah. last weekend. Okay. And are, what are you hearing from some guys around there, some of the big public areas around your area? Have they been doing pretty well? It was it was fair to Midland. You know, the weekend before, they had the um, the youth veterans hunt. And I was out helping some DNR um, guys work on some blinds that, you know, so a couple weeks ago, midweek. And we were actually really amazed how many birds we were seeing on these marshes. And then that youth veteran hunt, you know, I, I talked to several veterans that said it was outstanding for teal, woodies, gadwall, some local mallards, a few pintail, uh, just had incredible hunts. But because of the pressure, uh, you know, it just, you know, we have a finite resource here in terms of marsh because it was so dry at that point. There was very little, you know, unless the water was put on that property, it was very likely it would be dry. And that's the case. So uh, the opener last weekend, I've heard mixed reviews. Some guys did okay, other guys not so much. But I know a lot of guys did really well on wood ducks. And really, if you, shoot a few witties on opening day with a smile on your face and go watch a football game. It doesn't really get a whole lot better than that, in my opinion. No, that's, early in the season. yeah, that's fantastic. Hey, before I get you out of here, same question I was asking, how's the fishing? Well, it was really good leading up to that big rain event. Now I've got flood conditions, which is allowing me to go hunting <laughs> about every day until the water comes down. But uh, yeah, we got a good slug of steelhead coming in. So things are, things are really shaping up and uh, you know, I'm back in business. So it's always a good thing. Awesome. Hey Jay, this has been fantastic. I'm glad to get you on. Um, I think you really bring a lot of value to our listeners, especially throughout the Great Lakes region. And uh, again, thanks a lot for joining me. Oh, it's always great to be here. I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, the Ducks.org, Waterfowl 360, Great Lakes Migration Editor, for joining us today and, you know, really talking about the Great Lakes. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. 
The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.